Perhaps one of the most important tasks in the church today is the teaching of the faith. The passing on of what we believe as Catholics is so important that in preparation for the nuptial sacrament, the couples are told that their task will be to pass on the faith to their children. Priests are given extensive training in this task. And of course, the Pope is bestowed by God with infallibility that is strictly limited to his formal teaching capacity under strictly defined circumstances. Teaching is so important that if you want to direct the future of a society, you must control how society teaches its future citizens. The Vatican's recent rather bland-looking statement on catechesis is actually pretty revealing when we read in the context of the major church events of 2021. It becomes all very obvious what's going on with this document. You've probably heard about this thing in passing, and it's actually bigger than you might think. So let's dive into this story for a closer look. Let's start with a different form of teaching first, though, the signs and symbols of our faith as they are tied to the liturgical calendar. It is through the depiction of the sacred that we learn the faith, or it is one means at any rate. Finally, after a couple of months of hinting and previewing pictures being released, the Vatican unveiled its nativity scene. While it couldn't get worse than the 2021 nativity scene, this one isn't exactly great either. What you're seeing are images from that unveiling if you're watching this on YouTube. The figures are Andean and Peruvian depictions of the Holy Family in the traditional nativity. They're okay, I guess, but I do find them a bit unsettling, and I'm totally fine with cultural depictions of holy images that are respectful not of the traditional Italian-style depiction. I find them unsettling because Peru and the Andes are where the Pacamama demon is from. There's a real fascination with that entire region for Francis, and for the life of me, I can't figure out why. There are no clues about that in authorized biographies of the man, like Austin Ivory's The Great Reformer, which was a way too honest and too revealing biography of Francis in the first edition, to the point that after the first edition, much of his time in Argentina is glossed over in subsequent reprintings. But there are no clues in that book to why he's so fascinated with that area. Let me know what you think of this nativity scene. It's certainly not as bizarre as the one from 2020, which looked like something out of a David Bowie music video from the 1970s, so I guess there's a plus. And his message at the Nativity Unveiling was more or less fine. Headline from ReligionNews.com. At Vatican's Peruvian Nativity scene, Pope Francis again warns against indifference. The Pope used the Vatican Cratius spotlight on the diversity of Peru to continue a campaign against indifference toward people at the margins. Being at the margins is Francis speak for typically the poor, and we are reminded by our Lord to help the poor. I'm not going to counter-signal Francis on this one. It's a basic Christmas message. Francis used that nativity scene as a teaching moment against the distortion of Christmas we typically see. Gift-giving is subsumed by consumerism, that sort of thing. We've heard it before, and it's far from the worst thing he has to say. He wasn't the first, nor will he be the last man the world sees as Pope to have that message. But really what's important here is that he is trying to teach. It's our topic for the day, really, because the Vatican has released in the past few days guidelines for its new formal lay ministry position in the Novus Ordo, the, catechi the catechist. Normally, I wouldn't have bothered talking about this, but then I saw who the bishop was who was in charge of the effort, and then I realized that everyone missed something important here. So let's connect the dots. Headline from Angelus News, Vatican releases text for installing catechists, explains ministry. No big deal, right? Let's take a closer look at this, though, because, frankly, this story has more to it than meets the eye. Quote, Catholic men and women formally installed in the new ministry of catechists are not simply religious education teachers, but are engaged in the proclamation and transmission of the faith. 
carrying out this role in collaboration with the ordained ministers and under their guidance, said a letter accompanying the Latin text of the Rite of Institution of Catechists. Archbishop Arthur Roach, Prefect for the Congregation for Divine Worship and the Sacraments, released the Latin text and a letter December 13th, seven months after Pope Francis instituted the Ministry of Catechist as a formal office and vocation in the Church. Bishops' conferences will be responsible for translating the rites into their local languages and seeking Vatican approval for local adaptations, which are expected given the variety of roles catechists play in different parts of the world. End quote. We'll get back to the details of this in a moment. The teaching office in the Church is cri- a critically important one, Really, the principal teacher of the faith in the church is the bishop, and first and foremost, the pope. But working for him are the bishops in this capacity, and their helpers in this important task are the priests. Teaching the faith is critical because it is how we pass the deposit of the faith on from one generation to the next. The most important teachers in the church are parents teaching the basics of the faith to their children. You know this. This is all Catholicism 101 stuff. I won't spend much time on why I don't trust modernist Rome to pass on the faith. That would be kind of pointless. Here's what everyone missed. This is Archbishop Roach that is in charge of this, the same man who Francis put in charge of burying the last vestiges of the preconciliar faith, the man in charge of implementing Traditionis Custodis for Francis. Why is that important? Because of what Traditionis Custodis in the accompanying letter to that document says woven throughout it about what comes next for the meanie, poo-poo-headed rad-trads who only want the same faith that our forebears had. We are to return eventually to the Novus Ordo, at least in their minds, and we are going to be instructed in the joys of modernism. I mean, instructed in the joys of Vatican II's renewal in the Church. Those texts, and Francis himself, both directly call for what amounts to re-education away from the idea that the institutions of the Church and most of the men and women in her official structure have embraced error that had been previously condemned by the Church. Bear that in mind, because it's crucial to understanding the aim here. There really is a twofold purpose to this. The stated purpose, which is to improve catechesis, and of course of what I just mentioned, the need to bury tradition and get us to accept modernism. The modernists are worried about the failure to pass on what they tell us is the faith due to poor catechesis, which is leading to the institutional collapse of the modernist project in Rome. Bear that in mind as we explore this story further. Quote, In 2022, Archbishop Roach said his office would release the revised text for the rite for the instruction of lectors and acolytes, a ministry Pope Francis opened to women in January. The term catechist indicates different realities in relation to ecclesial context in which it is used, Archbishop Roach wrote. Catechists in mission territories differ from those working in churches of long-standing tradition. Moreover, individual ecclesial experiences also produce very different characteristics and patterns of action, so much so that it is difficult to give it a unitary and synthetic description. In different parts of the world, he said, formally recognized catechists can be found guiding community prayer, especially the Sunday liturgy in the absence of a priest or deacon, leading funeral celebrations, training and guiding other catechists, coordinating pastoral initiatives, human promotion according to the church's social doctrine, helping the poor, fostering the relationship between the community and the ordained ministers. Archbishop Roach said people should not be surprised by the breadth and variety of functions associated with catechists because the exercise of this lay ministry fully expresses the consequences of being baptized, and in the particular situation of the lack of a stable presence of ordained ministers, it is a participation in their pastoral action. This is what the Code of Canon Law affirms when it provides for the possibility of entrusting to a non-ordained person a share in the exercise of pastoral care in a parish, 
always under the moderation of a priest, he wrote. It is necessary, therefore, to form the community so that it does not see the catechist as a substitute for the priest or deacon, but as a member of the lay faithful who lives their baptism in a fruitful collaboration and shared responsibility with ordained ministers, so that their pastoral care may reach everyone. Those chosen for the ministry of catechist, he said, are to be called by their bishop and instituted in what the church calls a stable way. While the specific terms of their ministry are up to the local bishop, they are installed in the ministry only once and for a substantial period of time. End lengthy quote. Those given this position will be the most trusted by the bishop. That's the key here. We see an elevation of the role of the laity beyond its general competency into roles previously held by priests and religious, in full keeping with the spirit of Vatican II. This is to be expected, of course, but the gatekeeping is key. Not only will they be focused on just day-to-day -day catechesis, but by putting the bishop in charge, it will make it so that traditionalist influence is buried, at least that's the intention. And this is revealed not in the reporting on this document, but what Archbishop Ro Roach said in a press release that no one really read but me and a couple other people on Twitter. Roach tells us that this is all about that new buzzword from Rome, renewal. From the press release, quote, the Holy Father's interventions orient reflection on the ministries toward the future, while at the same time deepening the reflection already begun by St. Paul VI with the apostolic letter Modu Proprio Data Ministeria Quadum of the 15th of August, 1972, by which the discipline concerning first tonsure, the minor orders, and the subdiaconate were renewed in the Latin Church. End quote. Sounds innocuous, right? Well, here's the problem. In that motu proprio of Paul VI, the Vatican ended millennia of tradition by ending the minor orders of ordination, at least in the Latin west of the church. Before 1972, going back into antiquity, there were various ordained roles in the church that were done away with in favor of the transitional and permanent diaconate and the priesthood. The rest were abolished. Renewal here means abolition. Roche is telling us that Francis is promoting lay catechists in the spirit of this document and calling it renewal. This method of catechesis is clearly meant to be a rupture in the history of the church, but not one that most people will ever notice because they're simply ensuring that those who have the authority to pass on the faith will be Francis's men, good foot soldiers for modernism and the Leviathan, even if they don't realize it themselves. You know, I'm honestly surprised that most people missed this. Having Archbishop Roach's office take the lead on this task made it so obvious that gatekeeping and preventing the passing on of traditional thought was one of this announcement's main purposes that others really should have noticed. Let me know in the comments what you think about this, and if I'm on, off base here. I really don't think that I am, though. All of these stories and documents are linked in today's show notes at returntotradition.org. That's the name of this podcast with a .org at the end. Our hosts don't like putting links to websites with ads in them on the platform, which is why I have my own ad-free site. Just skip past the Patreon pop-up to see the sources, since there's no paywall for my, you know, for my show notes. And like and subscribe if you haven't, it really actually does help. And always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.